Hello, hello, all of my beautiful babes, bitches, and curious cats. It's your girl Heather here, and I'm here with my Mikey. Yes. So grab a chair, grab a beverage, maybe shoot some tequila like me. Or pack a bowl. Not a bowl of cereal, though. (laughs) And let's get into today's episode, y'all. Hey, 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 everyone. Hello, <laughs> hello. It's Heather and Mikey. We're struggling today, y'all. I don't know <laughs> what I it mean... is. <laughs> okay, we got this. We got this. We do. I hope. Whatever. <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to tell these people about electrical. <laughs> so... You probably heard it, but we were, we re-recorded the intro because it did start off as just my podcast. Mikey was going to pop on every once in a while, and now he's just my right hand. So we made him a permanent fixture here at Hard to Handle Industries. So we this had to add against my intro. will. <laughs> so it took us. I have five recordings of us trying to redo. <laughs> The freaking intro. Mikey was just like, I don't know what to say. And I was just like, listen, I'm going to say get comfy. And then you can say, pack a bowl, have an edible, fire up a bowl, load a bowl, something about the electric lettuce. (laughs) And (laughs) there is a huge, long pause of silence. And I was just like, as you. Well, we come out one of Liver's page, y'all can hear it then. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't get it together. We're saving Yeah, we're saving all of our bloopers and our uh uh-ohs, and maybe one day we'll be famous enough that people will want to hear them. So, and make memes out of them and all kinds of crazy (laughs) stuff. So, yes, not be Bambi bitches and that electric (laughs) lettuce. (laughs) I can't. Every time I hear it, it makes me giggle. Uh, Well, welcome. Thank you for lending us your ears. I know you could be put. Oh, wait, I was gonna say, can we put other things in them? But, <laughs> <laughs> like listening wise. Um. So yeah. So this <laughs> episode. I don't know why I have the giggles. Anyways. This episode is just some bonus information that I found out. About Chris Watts, we covered the case in its entirety for God, pretty much the couple episodes ago. <clears throat> I don't even know, remember what episode it was. It was 14, 13, 15. I don't know. Anyways, a couple episodes ago. And so some bonus stuff that we just thought was like weird, trashy, sleazy, like that we couldn't believe. We figured we would save for this bonus episode about that case. So just a quick recap. Chris Watts murdered his pregnant wife and their two small daughters and then dumped them in oil tanks and put his wife in a shallow grave. This story gives me the chills all the time. Yeah. So it was a super tragic case. He ended up confessing and got sentenced and convicted and is currently behind bars. But there were a lot of peculiar things. So 
One of the things is obviously we know he has a mistress, right? Anytime the husband did it, there's a mistress. There's a side bitch, side piece, whatever. Even if she doesn't know she's a side piece, there's always one. So for him, it was a girl named Nicole. And I don't know if it's Kissinger or Kessinger or how you pronounce it. But you I think she said it was Kissinger. Yeah. Um, so we all know <laughs> that's who he was communicating with, seeing and spending time with just before he ended up murdering his family. But when I did some further digging, a couple other sites said that there was actually other women prior to Nicole Kessinger. Um, There were a couple that did go on record and one of the women and her family actually were like, yeah, you know, Chris seemed like a really great guy. He actually paid for our daughter to have like her lip injections done. He came around the house, lent us money, something to that extent. And, you know, and then the couple of girls who I could find like their names on, I don't want to put their names out there because it was pretty hard for me to find it. So just to protect like them and not slander and libel and that kind of stuff. But they did go on record and they were talking about it. And it was just kind of weird because both of those women said that they had noticed Chris just drastically changing or changing somewhat overnight like he went from being very like sweet and charming and personable to they get into like their first fight or something happens to where they see him like angry and upset and they both to paraphrase kind of said that he had a darker side and the girl that he was seeing before he started hooking up with Nicole um she I don't want to fault her for this because I know we all do it probably who were dating in like this day and age, but I guess she was looking him up on Facebook or something to that extent, one of the social medias. And she came across pictures of him and Shanann, which is his wife, and she asked him about it. And all of the females say the same thing. He told them he was either already divorced or was going through the process and just waiting for like the paperwork to come back or whatever the situation was. But when she asked Chris, you know, I saw these pictures of you and like what looks to be your wife and you've got these kids and all this stuff. And she just said that he tried to write it off as like, well, yeah, I'm we're divorced. And she's like, I just thought it was pretty odd because we were talking for a few months and not once ever did he mention that he was previously married or that he had pretty young children. Like I could see in the pictures that his children were really young. And so I get maybe on your first couple of dates, not mentioning things, but after you're seeing someone for a couple of months, you think that that would have come up. So when she asked him, how come you just didn't tell me if you're really divorced and that's how it is and you share your kids with your ex-wife, that's perfectly fine. But it just seems odd to me that you would keep that a secret. So long story short, she ended up breaking things off with him. And then like a couple of weeks go by and that's when he meets Nicole And Nicole is the girl that he ends up like falling head over heels for and kills his wife and and babies and all of that crazy stuff. But I just thought that was so interesting. Like there was other women prior to Nicole, which I guess when you're a cheater, most of the times there are other men and women, you know, but yeah, I found that pretty interesting. Um, It just, it's so crazy though. Like 
you have that many that many different women that you know and you have a wife like where is the the time to do all of that like this guy pretty much worked his life to get their life together pretty much at that point you have what two daughters and another one coming yeah it's just crazy i always think that i've been cheated on myself obviously in my younger years and not my current husband relationship that's never happened with us but the minute you find out you're just like fuck this dude and you're like done you're over it but then i'm like how when we live together we have like you know, all of these things, we see each other every day and every night. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get how people who cheat on their significant others and spouses or how they just have multiple partners all the time. And, you know, there's 10 or 12 different partners with one person all thinking that, you know, they're the only one. Like, I just don't get it. It just seems exhausting to me. I could never, never, the other thing um, that I found was, let's talk about Nicole. So Nicole was a little sketch when she- This chick. Yeah. She was a little sketch when she first spoke with the police. She kind of tried to play off their relationship as in they had just started seeing each other. She didn't really know too much about him. Let me just let me just say that she is not a good actress either at all whatsoever. This girl is on camera talking to the police about Chris. She literally explains his whole life and says she's never really she doesn't really know him. Right. And she also claimed initially that she had no idea she was a mistress and she had thought he was 100% separated from Shanann. So obviously, you know, they go through the process of discovery and start looking at people's text message, telephone records, emails, surveillance videos, and stuff like that. Um, And through the process of discovery, the investigators ended up finding out that certain things led the police to believe that she did in fact know that he was still married or with Shanann in some sort of capacity because they, I think they said it was a year. It was about 12 months prior. They started their actual official affair. She had searched Shanann Watts's name. Um, and so that's just odd. Like, if you're working with someone and you're familiar with them, obviously, sure, whatever, you add each other on social media. But to be, like, Googling Shanann's name, like, why are you Googling Shanann's name? How did you hear about Shanann? Did you see Shanann on his social media? If you did, then clearly you know he has a wife in some capacity, whether he's telling you they're going through the process of being separated or not. Like, she was clearly aware the year prior to Shanann being murdered, that she was his wife. So that piece of information was contradictory. Um, The other thing with her was that she said she hadn't met or known about the defendant until 2018, which if she isn't lying, then 
why was she searching Shanann Watts in September of 2017? So that's where like, I guess they're curious question mark or anomaly about what she said to the police versus the data on her phone comes from. So that kind of led them to believe like, okay, well maybe she's kind of, I kind of have like mixed signals with her. I don't like her first off because she pretty much lied a lot throughout her whole interview. Yeah. And you could tell that she's lying. Like she, has this like fake shocked voice like you can tell it's fake yeah but i feel like she has some shit into it all and watch that's gonna be the way she gets rich and famous yeah and the other thing is she was googling like other weird stuff she was googling like wedding dresses she was Googling the name of Chris Watts's wife, like Chris Watts' wife, Shanann Watts, things like that. Um, and her most infamous like thing that was all over the tabloids and the media was that she was looking up Amber Frey. Amber Frey was another big mistress um, in an entirely separate murder case, um, which is the Scott Peterson and Lacey Peterson, which is also very similar. Scott Peterson murdered his wife who was pregnant with their unborn son. Mm-hmm. She disappeared like on Christmas Eve and, yep. you know, they ended up finding her later. So she was Googling weird things like, do people like Amber Frey? How much is Amber Frey worth? And just like all these weird things. Just as checking somebody's net worth means, okay, was this premeditated? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that right there. If the police find out you check something, somebody's net worth, that's then, then consider premeditation. Like, yeah. And she was also searching like Amber Frey's book deal. Did people hate Amber Frey? Um, and all of these things were actually also done. I think it was 72 hours prior, but don't quote me exactly. Um, my notes here say 72 hours and then a question mark, but um, 72 hours prior, sorry, not prior, the, it mind. was after, after the confessed death. to murdering. So yeah. Shanann was murdered on the 15th. She was doing these searches on the 18th. So three days after he confessed, she knows he's in handcuffs. The police are talking to her. She starts searching about Amber Frey. Like woman, what are you doing? You know that you just found out the dude you've been sleeping with murdered his entire family, babies, and an unborn child and his wife. Even if the cops said they don't need to talk to you, you know at some point they're going to want to look through your phone because they're going to check his motive. So why on earth would you be searching three days after he confesses to murdering? How much is Amber Frey worth? What about her book deal? Like, don't you think that sounds suspicious? <laughs> like, hmm so it was just it's crazy so she did a lot of weird things where she contradicted herself and stuff some people said that maybe she was just concerned about what the public's perception was going to be about her um but you checked your her net worth yeah and her right book there. deal yeah like, and her book deal you have to like tell? <laughs> it's yeah. just strange the other thing is um if we look at where she is now, she actually ended up like getting a new name, moving out of the town they lived in, um, in Colorado and just like uprooting her whole entire life 
kind of like because of this. Yeah, kind of like how many people did and like fucking Casey Anthony, part of my French, but I hate that bitch. Anyways, it's another case. But yeah, so she like changed how she looked a little bit. She changed her name. She moved all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it even said that like when they had asked Chris Watts if he had anything to say to like Nicole and stuff like that, he just said, if I could tell her anything, I would just say, um, I'm not sure what you went through afterward. If you had like counseling, if you're in a different state, if you had to leave everything behind, I just hope there's normalcy for her <laughs> since she's on the outside. And that's a direct quote from one of his interviews that I think it aired on oxygen. Um, and then he just continued on and was just pretty much like, yeah, I'm hoping I could get that way at some point basically kind of wishing her well, but also in like a backhanded weird way. Like, Oh, I hope you can find normalcy. I don't know if you're in another state or how to leave everything behind. Like, yes, bitch. She did have to leave everything behind. Like, hello. Yeah. But him saying that, like him just saying that makes me believe like it was premeditated and she was pretty much like the ringleader of it. Like kind of like getting him to do what she wanted him to do without, not knowing like whenever there's like a second party put in the play and that person is like completely innocent or looks innocent up until the point they fuck up and now they're they don't look innocent like yeah. her running away from the situation and changing her name you look like you're what are you running away for yeah like regardless of all these people hate you if you're standing up for yourself it's gonna make a whole different outlook on you later right well, the other thing that's weird is, like, Chris doesn't take the blame. So we know when he first gets questioned or whatever, his story isn't adding up. Then they hit him with the evidence, like, look, we know you texted your work lady the night before saying you weren't coming to the office. You were going to the oil fields. Premeditation, okay? Number two, this, this, and this. We checked your GPS. We just want to know where are they at, things like that. So he admits that he kills Shanann because she killed the children. That was his that first. That was his first. Yeah. yeah. So then he admits that that wasn't the case and that he had attempted to kill the girls first while Shanann was sleeping. And then he thought that he had murdered them. And then Shanann woke up and they got into an argument and he killed her. So his story changed all the time. But the other thing is, is like in his interview when they're asking him about Nicole, like after he's convicted and stuff, he's just saying weird things. So they're like, well, do you hope that you could ever speak to Nicole one day? And he replied, and I quote, maybe once just to say, I'm sorry, this all happened. End quote. And then the an interviewer, investigator, I don't know who it was that was talking to him, goes on. And he also suggests that emotionally, if he hadn't begun an affair, he might not have became like unhappy in his marriage to Shanann. So here's another quote just to show you how much of a piece of shit he is. He's like, quote, if I never met Kessinger, would I have ever thought our relationship was bad? Probably not. I never thought I would have ever strayed away from Shanann, end quote. So right there, he's pretty much saying, well, if God wouldn't have tempted me with being around another woman besides my wife, 
if I would have never met her, I wouldn't have become unhappy in my marriage. First of all, you're lying because we know that there's other women that said they slept with you and had affairs and it's proven. So, no. Shame on you. You <clears throat> off your wife and kids in a horrible, right. tragic murder because you're a piece of crap. Like, just own your shit, dude. So that just makes me mad about him, too, is because then he goes from blaming Shanann for killing their children, and that's why he had to murder her, to if he hadn't met Nicole, he wouldn't have been unhappy with Shanann, and therefore He's her and the babies would be alive. He's just a piece of shit, this guy. I yeah. can't even. Like, to make up one lie... And then the follow through with that lie and then make up another lie and not follow through with it. That's like, you're fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. And that was the other thing too. One of my other friends said, they're like, dude, but that's the thing with cheaters. They're always lying and they're always thinking three steps ahead. So his story is always going to change because he's always thinking something, you know, and it's just like, you're a piece of shit. The other thing is after he killed his little ones and his wife who was pregnant, he gets fucking breakfast. Like, who are you? Who are you that you go out and you get breakfast? So after he puts them in the oil tank and all of that stuff, he stops at like a convenience store and he's on film at the store picking up sandwich, chatting with the cashier. Um, You can see he's wearing like one of his orange like work shirts or whatever. And he's got his sunglasses on all just chill. Um, And he just seems super freaking calm. And it's just like, that's creepy. You just murdered and buried your family like a couple of hours ago. Like, what the hell? Like, who are you? It's just weird. And then at that same time, like super early in the morning, Nicole like sent him a weird text message that was, it said something to the extent of, here's this song battery you should really look up the lyrics to it and it's metallica song and it is called battery and so after he disposes of the bodies of his wife and children he looks up the lyrics to this song per prompt in a text from nicole which like what is she doing up at five o'clock in the morning did she know that that's where he was going and that that's what had happened was it premeditated were they both aware And, like, the song Battery is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. If you look up the lyrics, it's kind of cryptic. I guess I could see how it could maybe apply to their situation. But that's another thing that the media kind of clung to was he murders his family, looks up those lyrics, drives into a convenience store, gets himself a snack and some food, and then just attempts to go on with the rest of his day. So it's just like, ew, he's a piece of crap. And then he has a whole bunch of different, like, interviews, and he's on a bunch of TV shows, obviously, while the trial was going on. And he just contradicts himself, and he's writing letters to a lot of people that are sending him fan mail, because if you're a true crime junkie, you know that all of these crazy murderers have tons of followings, but whatever. So he's writing... This is like... It's crazy how we as people can give so much to people who are in jail and yeah. not even realize it. Yeah. Um, so he's writing all these letters where he's talking about how he first went into the girl's room to like 
suffocate them. He's, and he mentions, you know, well, the autopsy shows asphyxiation and strangulation as the cause of death for the girls. I went and I used a pillow. I thought that, you know, I had killed them and then they woke up and were making a, a fuss. And then Shanann woke up and then, you know, it just escalated from there and he killed her. And then we know that his babies were alive when he loads them in the truck with their dead mother next to them in a blanket, buries her in a shallow grave, and then some mothers his children. Like, it's just crazy. So if you go on and you Google some stuff about, like, his corresponding with this author who wrote, like, a tell-all book and then supposedly it's plagiarized or fake, I don't know. But there are things where you can find his actual letters from prison and his different interviews that he did. So there's just a lot of like just crazy stuff, you know, he was also Googling like how soon it is to tell somebody you love them. And Nicole was Googling odd things like, um, my, my boyfriend says he's going to leave his wife, just like weird things. things Yeah. Things that would lead to premeditated murder. Yeah. In their situation. Like, yeah, it just... like this guy I'm dating says he's leaving his wife and just like weird stuff like that. So if you get a chance to definitely check out the documentary on Netflix. I know there's also some things on like Hulu and Amazon Prime. Um, definitely Oxygen covered this. You can find his other reports, stuff like that. But he's just a piece. So those were just my little bu- little bits and bubbles of what the fuck moments that I had when I was looking up that case. Yeah. This case was fucking, it was a little nuts. Every time I hear the story of this case, I get like the chills all the time. Yeah. It's not even for the murderer or for the fact that the murderer made, made the murder. It's the, the fact that how detailed they are with how he did the murders. Like, yeah, down to the nitty gritty like you know she had nail marks in her neck when he was strangling her yeah like the kids fought back or at least one of them did i think um like that to me just was like the most horrible thing to just just to even see a little body do that is just i couldn't i could never like if anybody did that to my niece or nephew they had better run and hide on another planet because it it'll be like taken for me. I will be Liam Neeson and I will find you. <laughs> I'll find you. Yeah. And the other thing that was like super creepy, well, not creepy, but just like super cheesy, not cheesy. I don't know what the word is. Words, Heather. Words. Um, <laughs> just scummy is the bitch also like we know if you try to wipe your phone the police can figure it out right so there were discovery documents that did show she deleted him as a contact from her phone she deleted call logs that had them pictures she also deleted um all of their text messages any kind of correspondence that they had before she contacted the local police to disclose that she was having an affair with him. She had also been Googling like how long do phone companies keep text messages and 
um, marrying your mistress and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's just like, what, what on earth makes you think that in this day and age, they can't find that stuff out? Texts, love letters, phone logs, photos of the two. Do you think he had any time to delete that shit off of his phone when they picked him up and took him to prison? Like, no, hello. That was the other thing. He had a calculator app on his phone. And it looked like a calculator. It functioned like a calculator. But if you put in the it right had numbers, that's where he kept everything. Nude photos of her, salacious things, or text messages, any kind of correspondence. So when the police unlocked his phone and found that, that was incriminating. Like right there. So it just goes to show you how extra those kind of people are that are cheating pieces of shit. Like... I could never like. Uh, I, I mean, it's a fun app to use, but I in his situation, he was stupid for using it and then being married. Yeah, you know. Let's yeah, say- definitely. If you're someone that has like babies that go through your phone sometimes, and you and your hubby or wifey or your boothing take you know sexy photos. Okay, sure, fine, but gosh, like. You see your wife all the time. She's working her butt off. You have these beautiful right. kids. If you don't want that Their life, life was fine. <laughs> Their life was absolutely fine. That's what, like, so, like, this new woman comes into play and you're seeing life in a different way. Like, okay, well, get a divorce like normal people. Don't murder your whole family. Yeah. The other thing um, is there was a male escort. Did you hear about that one? A male escort. Yeah. So it was, I want to say like the holidays of 2018 after this happened. Um, It was Daily Mail, if I remember right, and I can read my own notes. They reported a male escort named Trent Bolt alleged, alleged to investigators that he had previously been in a 10-month relationship with Chris, who was married to Shanann. At the time of their affair, um, he kind of talked about like how Bolts's mother confirmed the relationship when the I was the Colorado it from all ends. Yeah, when the Colorado <laughs> um, Bureau of Investigation like interviewed her, Bolts' mother reportedly alleged. Um, oh my gosh, this is the one I was talking about. It wasn't a girl that he gave the money to lip injections for. The mom said Chris gave her son money for lip injections on multiple occasions. So we all know lip injections, depending on how voluminous they are and where you're going, three to six months. If you're someone that has a super fast metabolism, your body's going to metabolize a filler. Maybe you have to go, you know, closer to the three-month mark. So if they're there for 10 months, you know, two, three times, sure, go get your lips done. You didn't like them. You want them plump for here's money. So it makes sense that what the mom is saying is true but it's just like a male escort honey you're getting it from all angles like one that's super fucked up to your wife like if that's not something that's disclosed and you're not in an open relationship but two like you're clearly not a one partner person so yeah. get a divorce and go be your slutty self and live life to the fullest. Like, it was crazy. And then there was the other girl that See, I was talking about. That's me to an extent. <laughs> if I was that type of hoe, I would be telling people, like, okay, listen. Like, 
relationship is relationship. If I get into a relationship, all ties are cut off from everybody else. I focus on that one person. Yeah. You know, I'm a firm believer in live your life the way you want to live it. But if you find the right one, you ha- stick with it, you know? Yeah. And then the other girl that I was thinking of, her name was Amanda. Uh, Amanda McMahon. Amanda Hug and Kiss? <laughs> she said that he was a really genuine guy. He was funny. He was charming. And then things got strange when they were intimate together. She said that, like, he would just zone out and kind of became, like, a completely different person. He was forceful at times. She also alleged that he would always, like, put his hand on her neck or something to that extent. Again, I'm paraphrasing. But so, yeah, there's just lots of weird things that if you really... Didn't all this pop up after, though, the trial yeah. was over? Yeah. Well, yeah, during I think I read. Yeah, I think I read something about somebody claiming that, you know, Chris... She when she was dating Chris, he was very handsy with her. Yeah, those people. I'm sorry if you didn't come forward the time it happened, then you have no say later on in life. Because now you're what seven, eight years later. Yeah, you know, like you have no say in it. Like even if he was handsy with you at that time, okay, well seven years later had happened and now he is a totally different person from when you guys were together. Right. And maybe when you guys were together, it was totally different. You know what I mean? Like what if the situation was because you, you focused on pissing him off and that's what he did. Granted, you shouldn't be laying your hands on anybody, man, nor woman in my eyes. Safe words. Obviously some people are into that. If it's consensual, whatever, but (laughs) But, I mean, I'm all about that. But, anyways, so, if you're somebody that is going to sit here and be, you know, one way, you you don't really flip the script if you're, you know, that type of person. So, like, why is she coming, this random person coming out and being like, oh, you know, he did that to me. He's been very aggressive. That's to throw his name under the bus. Right. And try to be their 15 seconds of fame, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I feel... No remorse for that person. I feel more remorse for the person that's being accused of doing that stuff. Yeah, because it is one of those things where, like, everyone comes out the woodwork. Oh, my God. They come out of the woodwork. They do their woodwork shit. <laughs> feel like fucking... Whittling some Whittling wood. some wood, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, anyways, those were my what-the-fuck moments with this Chris Watts case. I just couldn't believe all of the crap that, like, came out later after the fact and once the discovery documents and stuff were released and all of that kind of stuff. So I figured we'd hit you guys with a little bonus episode, a one-two quickie, just to give you, you know, some listening pleasure for your earlobes, drums, canals, whatever. The soothing voices of a nail file in the background. <laughs> uh, Put it down, Mikey. Put the nail file down. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, I swear, guys, if he is not painting his freaking nails on that plaque, he is filing them. Like, <laughs> I am surprised you have any nails <laughs> I'm just very picky. 
Oh, my Jesus. I got to take a break. Oh, my dad. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this fun-filled little bonus episode about the uh uh-ohs and oh-nos of Chris Watts' case. We will catch you guys on the next episode. I was going to sing the Dr. Dr. Dre song in the next episode, but then I forgot the beat and how it went. So, yeah, insert awkward silence. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Share us. Give us some hints on things you want to hear us cover, review, discuss, chat about. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Ciao.